0: Now, Fight Back with Libby Nimer on Zoomer Radio brings you prescribed listening from our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association.
1: And now we are bringing Prescribed Listening, and we're going to be talking about antibiotics. And these were really the wonder drugs of the 20th century. And now most of us are pretty aware that there is something called antibiotic resistance, and it's a big worry. Antibiotics can also trigger allergic reactions ranging from mild rash, to difficulty breathing and they can interact with other medications and cause side effects. So how do you protect yourself from these adverse results? Our trusted contributor, Dean Miller, is here from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. Hi, Dean. Nice to see you.
2: Hi, Libby. Nice to see you, too.
1: Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to give the numbers out again if people have questions about taking their antibiotics. The number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 866 740 Uh I remember a time, you know, if I thought I had the appropriate system uh, symptoms, I would go to the doctor and I would ask for an antibiotic, and I would get an antibiotic. Uh, not so much anymore.
2: Right, and uh, yeah, probably for good reason, and and you're so right because i'm I'm in that same school right like uh you'd go to the you'd almost expect to get an antibiotic for all things that ailed you, and unfortunately that's contributed to uh you know some drug related problems around resistance and that sort of thing. you know the other thing that people don't really think about is that you know i've been a pharmacist for a long time there really hasn't been any new developments around antibiotics for a long long time, so the stuff that you probably used when you were a kid is the same stuff that that uh, people are using now and as a result they've been around for a long time so not only you know uh, that's another way that antibiotic resistance develops so there's you know it's kind of a double whammy because you know amoxicillin and penicillin that you know was available 50 60 70 years ago is still the drug of choice in a lot of cases for you know throat infections and ear infections and that sort of thing. So it's, there hasn't been a lot of change in this area. And, and the resistance you you talked about in the opening comments is, is unfortunately getting worse and more widespread. So that means it's tougher to treat some of this stuff. And, and what exactly is antibiotic resistance? Well, Libby, it's a good question because it, it, you know, over time what happens and it's not anything that you do individually. It's, it's, it, it's based upon a lot of things, you know, prescribing habits of physicians and, and you know, what, what are some of the trends in Canada and the world and that sort of thing. So antibiotics are just that. They're, they're bacteria that, you know, responds to different antibiotics and the antibiotics kill the bacteria. And then over time, you know, these things mutate. You know, it sounds like a, a horror, sci-fi. horror film sci-fi thing or something. It, maybe it is, but, actually. But they do mutate and and they get resistant uh, to these medications. So a lot of times the same medications that you used in the past don't always work for certain conditions. And that problem has been getting worse and worse and worse. And that's a worldwide problem. Not a Canadian problem, not a Toronto problem. But it, it gets, you know, it gets worse and worse. And as a result, you know, they've had to try and modify existing uh, antibiotics to try and make them different, so they are effective. And unfortunately, it hasn't really been that that successful. So,
1: what about uh, allergic reactions? They always ask you if you're allergic <clears throat> to anything in particular. But uh, can yeah. I mean is it is it an allergy that you can develop, like certain food allergies, or um,
2: I- yeah, yes and no. I mean, it, it, it certainly is something you can develop any allergy over time. But um, a, a lot of times it's, you know, allergies are developed with a challenge. So it's usually the, not the first time you take it. It's usually the second time you take it where you actually get the allergic reaction. But you're right. When the pharmacist asks you that question, and they usually do, are you allergic to any medications? The one that usually we watch out for the most is, you know, antibiotic allergies because they're the they're the most... Of all the medications you, that people are allergic to, antibiotics are probably the one that most people have an allergy to. And And the interesting thing is there's some cross-sensitivities here too. So there's a lot of these antibiotics that, you know, one is there's there's one and then there's another one that's different but it's not that different. So so a lot of times people end up being allergic to both, right? So it's it's a big role for the pharmacist to play sort of managing that and ensuring that you know a physician prescribe something I mean you might go to an urgent care clinic and you forgot to mention it or you know they're trying some new medication and then the pharmacist can pick it up and kind of say hey did you know that you're getting a medication you're allergic to it last time you had this you were sensitive to it you had an allergic reaction or something so it's it's a pretty it's a commonplace occurrence um and unfortunately it's getting worse
1: okay uh let's take a call from Peggy in Scarborough hi Peggy hi you're on the air go ahead
3: yes um, I had a urinary infection and she prescribed uh, M-A-C-R-O-B-I-D. Yeah. And uh, she explained uh, because that infection then went up into my mouth now uh, called thrush.
2: Yeah, Peggy, great question because, you know, what you're describing is very, very commonplace. And what, um, what ends up happening is you're right, macrobid it really only does one thing it fights urinary tract infections and but what it what it also does is it kills some of the what we call the good bacteria that's you know in your mouth and your nasal passages and all over your body and some of that good bacteria just kind of is with us all the time and it keeps things just normal but when that when that gets um uh, when that gets killed you can get this condition called thrush, which is a fungal infection. It's just like um, uh, it happens a lot with little babies because they get a lot of antibiotics. And as a result, they get thrush in their mouth. And thrush sounds... Like it sounds like it's not serious, but it actually, especially in adults, can cause a lot of mouth pain, and then you have trouble eating, and and you know if not treated properly, and fungal infections are hard to get rid of. If not treated properly, uh, you know it can it can actually get worse. So it's uh, it's uh, it's common with antibiotics, um, uh, but it's uh, it's treatable for sure with an antifungal product. But it's you know all of a sudden now you're treating something to treat a side effect of something else, right? So. But, yes, it is a very common uh, common reaction.
3: Okay. Uh, she's given me something for my mouthwash. Yeah. And uh, I'm almost finished with it, and I still have the most, uh, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Peggy, what I would do is um, uh, fungal infections are like that. So they're really hard to get rid of, and and sometimes, you know, that's just very commonplace, you just need a little bit more, right? So yes. you really should, you should probably go back, talk to your pharmacist and just say, you know what? I still have thrush. Yeah. Um, and, you know, can you uh, either, they can do one of two things. They can either extend the prescription. Yeah. Because uh, they have the ability to do that now or contact your doctor for an extension of that of that uh, prescription okay. for a few more days. So.
3: Okay. and Is there also what I'm finding is, is it a known thing to have weight loss?
2: Um, you mean from the? From, from that. Um- Prescription, me. that M- M-A-C. Oh, um, well, I, I wouldn't say it's common, but it, it it is one of the side effects. Is It's sort of, uh, sometimes that one kind of alters the taste of, of food and stuff, and a lot of times people don't, they kind of go, I don't want to eat because it's altered the taste of my food. But uh, but it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it can happen for sure.
1: Okay, Peggy, thanks oh, for your call. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Okay, we've got to take a quick break. Before we go, I'll give out the numbers again. Um, I'm here with our trusted contributors. Dean Miller. We're talking about antibiotics. There's a lot more to talk about with this. There's antibiotic resistance. There are some new guidelines that came out in the last year that we need to touch on. But of course, he's here to take any of your questions about uh, uh, medication and pharmaceuticals. The number is to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And we'll be right back.
0: Now, Fight Back with Libby Nimer on Zoomer Radio brings you prescribed listening from our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association.
1: Welcome back. I'm here with our trusted contributor Dean Miller. We are talking about antibiotics. The number's to call 416-360-0740 toll-free 1-866-740-4740 and of course he is here to take your questions on whatever pharmaceutical subject they may be. Uh, and I mentioned before the break changes. So for years my whole life, I remember being told, if you're prescribed antibiotics, you have to finish them. You have to take the whole course. But then, uh, about a year ago, I think it was, suddenly the advice changed, saying, you know, if you're better in a day or two, don't.
2: Yeah, and, and that that's probably something that your local pharmacist has known probably a lot longer than anybody else. And, you know, it used to be kind of a... a a touchy subject, I'd say, with pharmacists, because, you know, you you get these prescriptions and it would say on the prescription to take it for 14 days or take it for 21 days or 10 days. And, you know, most of these, most of those treatment regimens were treating something that, you know, quite easily could have been treated in five days or seven days. So the, these new recommendations came out and, you know, we've always sort of, you know, I think I can speak for the pharmacy community that, you know, take it till you're better plus two days. And, and that's, and that's probably all you need because, you know, once you start to feel better, you know, sometimes it's just because the, the amount of bacteria in your system has, has started to decrease to a level that, you know, I'm starting to feel pretty good, but it's still there. And, and a lot of times, you know, we as pharmacists see people that come in. You know, well, I was almost better, and then I stopped, and then all of a sudden I feel worse again. So, uh, it is important to kind of keep going a little longer. But the days of these prescriptions for antibiotics that would be, you know, 14 days for treating an ear infection, you don't see that very much anymore. You see it more for, you know, five day treatment or, or, or something like that. So, but usually, like the the rule of thumb that we usually use is is take it till you feel better, and then a couple days more, and then. And then stop. Okay. So.
1: Well, that's um, that's kind of a, sounds like a good compromise. Yeah,
2: it's a good compromise. Uh,
1: now, there's also the issue of um, antibiotics and interactions. Yeah. And there's you know there's always some drugs. Do you, do you take it with food? Do you take it without food? Do you yeah. stop anything?
2: Yeah. I mean, most of the new antibiotics. Um, I mean, there used to be the day when oh, you got to take that one on an empty stomach. There's not too many. Uh, antibiotics anymore that you have to absolutely take on an empty stomach. There's some, but most of them now you're you're fine. You could take it with meals and that sort of thing. And most of them are still multiple dosing through the day, you know, two times a day, three times a day, some are even four times a day. Um, Interactions is interesting because they, again, like Uh, like i said before antibiotics are probably the thing that people are allergic to the most but they're also one of the ones that people with that are taking other medications also have interactions and some of those interactions are with some pretty common things like um, you know if you've just started on birth control pills and you all of a sudden have an antibiotic you know it does increase slightly the uh, chances of, of getting of getting pregnant so don't think that you shouldn't try another form of birth control while you start that antibiotic. So that's a common one. Uh, you know, some interactions with uh, cholesterol medications like Lipitor and and Crestor and things that are pretty common, uh, that's more side effect related and it can cause, more likely to cause some muscle pain and that sort of thing. But that's a very common interaction with antibiotics. So antibiotics are you know, uh, are pretty prone to interact with a lot of other uh, common medications. So,
1: Okay, um, a lot to think about. Uh, Dean, you were also mentioning that you wanted to revisit that there are some changes coming uh, in the days ahead.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, April 1st is this weekend, and a few weeks ago we did talk about the fact that, you know, we don't really know in the pharmacy industry what's going to happen. And, and, you know, there was an article in one of the pharmacy magazines today about shortages and, and the fact that they're getting worse. And, you know, the warning we gave a couple of weeks ago was to make sure that, you know... Everybody sort of check with their pharmacist uh, before April first. Make sure that you know they have your medication, and you know if you're if you're getting it filled next week, make sure that they have it for you. So I just wanted to repeat that again. That April first is sort of a, a, a day of change, I guess, in the in the pharmacy world, uh, and we don't really know what could be short and what could not be short. So, so you,
1: what you just find out on April the 1st, you don't have any hints?
2: Well, I mean, no. In fact, uh, Libby, I mean, sometimes it just sort of springs up and all of a sudden, hey, you know what, uh, you know, because there's thousands of pharmacies across the, uh, across the country all ordering from kind of the same spot, you know, these shortages pop up pretty quickly. And I just wanted to make sure that everybody kind of gets that warning to at least check with their pharmacist and make sure, this, especially if you're on something that's a bit uncommon.
4: Okay, uh, let's hear from Marie in Port Hope. Hello, Marie. Yes, hi there. Go ahead. Okay, I have a question. I was listening to the lady that has the uh, uh, infections, uh, bladder infections. I had that quite regular, and the doctor has put me on MacroBid one a day. I take it, I've been doing that for about a year now. Okay. Uh, what are your thoughts on that?
2: um well marie it's not i wouldn't say that's a very common regimen but if you're if you're very prone to urinary tract infections it's probably a good way to uh fight it off now uh it's a pretty i mean i mean it's a pretty when it comes to side effects and things like that you really don't have anything to worry about taking it long term um it's a drug that's been around for you know years and years and years and used very, very safely. Uh Um, The only thing that I would say, and I mean, we talked about it earlier on, is that people develop resistance to medications. And that's sort of a way that, you know, will cause a person to be more prone to a resistant antibiotic. So, Mm. you know, depending on how long uh, he or she, as your doctor keeps you on that, you know, sometimes people get more prone to uh, that resistance. And then if you ever need it again in the future, it may not work quite as effectively. But uh, that's about my biggest concern around macrobid. I mean, you don't really have anything to worry about from, uh, you know, my... Okay, well,
4: over a period of time, I could... Yeah,
2: yeah. And it's a, and that one even is pretty, pretty easy on your stomach, too, so...
4: Yeah, it doesn't bother me that way. Would you suggest maybe after the period of time I've been on, maybe to come off it for a while and see maybe I've
2: gotten over that Uh, bad session? Absolutely. That's one that, that, uh, you know what, it all depends on sort of the amount in your bloodstream and stuff. And it's not... You know, there's no, uh, there's no chance of it, like, causing some adverse reaction by coming off of it. So, I mean, you could take a drug holiday, as they call it, for, you know, a couple of weeks and see if you get a urinary tract infection. I mean, that's it's actually a good thing if you did that, especially okay. on medications you take long-term like that.
4: All right, that. I think that's good advice. I'll give that a try. Okay. okay. thanks very much for your help. Thanks for your You're call. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: You know, uh, that's one of the key messages that uh, our trusted contributors from the OPA try to get across. And, hey, it looks like uh, it is definitely getting across that, that after you've been on something for a long time, sometimes it's just habit. Keep getting it refilled. You know, maybe you ought to revisit it. Maybe good things can
2: happen. Well, and, and so, so right. Uh, Libby? I mean, there's some medications, and we've talked about them on the show before, where you don't want to stop cold turkey and just say, okay, well, I'm not going to take this anymore. But there's others, like Macrobid, uh, that, uh, you know, it's absolutely no problem. And in fact, why a person's using it actually would make the medication more effective if you took that drug holiday. And there's many, many medications like that. So again, another role that a pharmacist can play to advise you to say, hey, you know what, I think that you know, you'd be fine by just stopping it. Uh, sometimes, the option might be well. You need to taper it off a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so there's a there's a number of different uh, options to occur here. But with a drug like Macrobid, you know, it's not such a bad idea because it, the the drug will just work longer and more effectively if if you could uh, do a drug holiday like that. So,
1: what are some other examples of drugs where you could think about a drug
2: holiday? Uh, well, you know, I think uh, you know certainly um, a lot of times with people with various forms of arthritis and that sort of thing, uh, where you know, was it, is it a long-standing problem? Is it going to haunt me forever, the rest of my life, or is it just you know something that's a bit of an irritant? And and you know, a lot of times uh, physicians will put somebody on an anti-inflammatory for quite a length of time. And that's another one where, you know, it's not such a bad idea to take a little bit of a break and see what the reaction is. I mean, if it flares back up again, you know, go back on it. But uh, sometimes it's just getting the inflammation out of there. And then uh, once that's gone, the pain's gone, and uh, and you're fine, right? So, Yeah, so, so
1: that's uh, something to think about, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, let's get back to uh, the talk about antibiotics. So what should people do? I mean... Should you question it um, when your doctor wants to put you on an antibiotic
2: um, yeah, I mean, I think there's some certain so definitely some questions you should ask i mean uh, there's so much crossover there 's a ton of different ones. Um, certainly ask what kind you 're putting me on because you know there's there's the penicillin family and and in that penicillin family there's a number of different. Different drugs that are pretty close, but they're not exactly the same as some of the other ones, right? So it just—it's um, uh, you know, what kind, how long to take, how long to take it, um, and and certainly there's some that uh, interact with other things as we t- we've talked about earlier on. So I mean, those are questions you can also ask your pharmacist if the doctor doesn't have time to to sit down with you and talk about it. But again, antibiotics—I mean, they seem simple, but there's a lot of different considerations uh, when you're taking them, so.
1: Mm -hmm. And um, have you encountered patients who have suffered from antibiotic resistance?
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, often it's a bit of a guess, you know, I mean, you look in someone's ear and you kind of, I think as a physician, you're probably saying, this is what it is most likely, and this is the most common treatment. So antibiotics are like that. They're it's a little bit of a guessing game, and because there's so many of them, sometimes the first pick is not always the best pick, and that's why I think a lot of people take you know, two or three different antibiotics to try and find the right solution. So,
1: Okay. Uh, Dean, uh, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks so much for being with us. Thanks, Libby. And uh, Happy Easter.
2: Happy Easter to you, too.
1: Thank you. And uh, that's all the time we have for Fight Back for today. Again, Happy Easter. Happy Passover. Uh, Free-for-all Friday is tomorrow. I'm going to be uh, away for a few days. Jane Brown will be here, and I will connect with you next week. All right, that's all the time we have. Let's go to traffic and news.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio.